Hey, what's going on? It's Joel, um, and welcome to the My Age Podcast. Uh, the My Age Podcast is a podcast that brings you conversations with people from all walks of life, using a music to plot a map from their early years to how they got to where they are now. That's my little intro. From my very first episode, I decided to go with one of the hosts of my favourite podcasts, uh, the High Fires Podcast, and this episode features Mike, Mike Condick, uh, Canada's own Mike Condick. I'll put some links up on how you can hear the actual podcast, the High Fires Podcast, uh, on my website, myagepodcast.com, and Facebook and whatnot. Uh, thanks for hanging out, listening to the first episode. The idea is to put out an episode on the last Friday of every month so I hope you stick with me I've got a couple of cracking episodes already in the bank and a whole bunch in the pipeline to get recorded so yeah settle in and enjoy episode one of the My Age podcast cheers cool so we've got Mike Condick from probably one of the best well that's probably a bit um biased but I still think it anyhow the best podcast going around at the moment the High Fires podcast. Uh, <laughs> Mike is one of the co-hosts with Nate Lewitt, who's a good friend from Canada who I've known for about 15-odd years now. How you doing, Mike? Oh, not too bad. Thanks for the, the sweet intro. I, I would probably disagree that we're one of the best podcasts going, but I appreciate your uh, enthusiasm. Well, well, Best has like a little asterisk next to it being like subcategory top five <laughs> punk rock playlists based out of Alberta, Canada. No, Calgary, oh, right. Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's how it is. So that's I'll take I'll, t- I'll take it. Yeah, cool. Please do. So starting off every podcast, we kind of we'll try to keep it nice and simple for the potentially half a dozen people who are actually going to listen to this. The first question is, who are your parents and what do they do, or what did they what do I... when you were young? What did they do? My parents. My parents are uh, both immigrants from from Croatia. And uh, my, we ran a construction company, so my parents owned their own business, and that's what they did work-wise. Um, yeah, right. I mean, music-wise. I'm assuming music-wise, you're asking. Yeah, music. Uh, um, what, like, yeah, mainly music. But like, was there much? Like, where were you getting music? What were they listening to? That kind of thing. <laughs> they listen to a lot of Croatian music, which doesn't really help for this. Podcast. Yeah, wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, look, we, we've had we've had some cracker for a song, so it doesn't, you know, it can be whatever. If you've got, I, I couldn't even, I couldn't name you. A, I couldn't even throw in a Croatian artist. But that's if a, you've got something, you can lay it on me. That's cool. It's all about to. No, listen. no, we're we're not going to do that. I, cool. I'm not going to torture anybody. But um, I know, <laughs> I did get a lot of music from my my mom was really into music, anyways, and um. We didn't like growing up. We didn't have a tape player in our in our minivan, so my mom there used to be an oldies radio station. So a lot of my music that I was into came from that. It would just be like old stuff like Buddy Holly and Chuck Berry and Etta James, yep. Richie Valens, that kind of stuff. So and I think if you listen to my podcast every once in a while, I'll come up with like a there'll be something in there that's a little bit not punk that might turn some people off. But I think it comes from that. So. She was also really into 70s music because I think she she was a teenager in the 70s. So there's so they were into like she was into Sweet and Kiss and Sticks and April Wine and like Journey and stuff like that and and ABBA, which is the song I ended up picking for this. So. Oh, real? Okay. Any particular um, any particular reason you went with ABBA over the the upluck? Was there something about this song or something about ABBA that made you go like that stood out above the rest? Uh, I went with ABBA because it kind of was like encompassed all of that, that they were like, they're Euro, they're a Euro. So, uh, they kind of had that seventies, uh, disco feel. And then the song I picked was a song called watch out, which kind of had more of a glam rock feel. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. Never heard it. uh, I wasn't going to torture you something like Mamma Mia or, uh, I don't know, some some other disco-y song. So this one's actually pretty cool. Uh, ABBA song called watch out. Alrighty, let's uh, listen to Abba. Watch it. Do you know when it was when it kind of came out? Ooh, good question. It's on Waterloo. Okay. So I, I I could do some research. I wasn't I wasn't prepared to be asked no. questions like this. That's Joel, okay. come I on, man. I was gonna. I didn't mean to go too deep in the first question. Sorry. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll I'll refrain and test your punk rock knowledge for the last couple of questions. But note. All right. You will be tested. Let's dial. So you're gonna listen to this classic Abba song. Let's do it. Thank you. 
Watch out by Waterloo, no, by ABBA, on the water, from the Waterloo album, which whilst we listened to it, we discovered it was from 1974, so it's going back a few, like heaps of years now. Um, that song was, but, was, yeah, sorry, you go. I was just going to say, now you can know how old we are. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, you can, you can do the math on that one. Um, yeah. The, I'd never heard that song before, and it, it to me, it could have been a Kiss song. Like yeah, a, it did, I don't. I don't think that's a popular ABBA song, yeah. but yeah, see, I'm, I'm, I'm really into, I was really, well, I still am sort of really into Kiss, but that also comes from my mom too. So I, that's probably why I picked that ABBA song a little yeah. bit too, because it doesn't sound like your regular ABBA song. No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah, right. So I don't think we, or maybe we do talk about, where are you from? Like as in, where am I? Yeah. Where are you now? Where, where do you, where, where'd you grow I up was, actually? Where'd you grow up? I grew up, I grew up here in Calgary. I'm born and raised in Calgary. So I'm one of the few people, usually people move to Calgary or their parents move to Calgary when they were, when kids were like six or seven to get into the oil boom. But, but my parents came here in the 70s. Well, my mom came earlier and my dad came in the seventies and then, uh, yeah, born and raised. It's really weird. And I never left. I'm like one of those sad pop punk songs. I've never left town. So you, um, like Calgary's a destination for people to like, it's got a growing population. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And because it's of good. because of oil, basically. Oil and yeah, I guess yeah, pretty much oil, which isn't really good right now. But five, three years ago, people were just coming in in uh, busloads here. So. You're right. Yeah, it's a uh, it's an it's an interesting city. It's growing. It's gonna get more culturally um, culturally cool. There's like uh, a lot more live music and stuff like that now than when I. Let's say when I was in high school, yeah, right. or younger, younger, even like before, there maybe be like three music venues, and now there's like a ton. Any any day of the week, you could probably go see a band. So, yeah, cool. That's unreal. So, growing up in Calgary, yeah. what were you listening to in the '80s? Like, how were you getting your music? Like in Canada, was did MTV? Because oh, MTV's been going for about thirty something years now. Did MTV start yeah, we, in Canada as well at the same time, or we didn't have MTV. Uh, in Canada, there's a thing called Much Music, which is kind of like MTV. Yep. But even that didn't come until the 90s, kind of. Like, you'd have to have, like, one of the special cable packages to get it. Um, there used to be, like, we have a government program called, or, like, a broadcasting program. I don't know if you guys do in Australia as well. But it's called, like, CBC, so it's the Canadian Broadcasting. So it's government-funded. And then I, when I was a kid, on Fridays, there used to be, like, a half-hour music video show. 
but that yeah like we did, i didn't get much music or, which is like our mtv until i was in junior maybe even past junior high like maybe yeah maybe like no i would have had it in junior high like maybe like when i was like 14 that's maybe when we got it 13 or 14 yep. so but uh as for my music um some of it was for my mom she was always really supportive with me like um uh just liking music and stuff like that i think she wanted me to be canadian and not go through her her experiences growing up here as an immigrant so i think she really like encouraged any sort of like exploration outside of that bubble and then um my uncle is only like eight years older than me so he was more like a big brother yep. and he was really he was really into like uh metal and uh thrash and punk and stuff like that so uh, and i looked up to him so i really just wanted whatever he liked so i think my first two tapes were like quiet riot and um Motley Crue shouted the devil, which is probably really weird to have when you're like four or five years old. Yeah, it is, but that's, that. that's fantastic. But my mom let me listen to it and stuff. So then I just went from there and literally whatever my, I would just, my uncle would make me mix tapes when I was a kid or I'd go look through his record collection and then later on his CD collections and I would just look at those things and then like become enthralled with that kind of stuff. And like there used to be mega, like metal magazines and stuff. I don't yeah. know if you remember them. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, so I'd go through those and... things. Yeah, whatever those things were like, and I just like look at them in the supermarket and just like become enthralled with all these bands and go to record stores and so I, I since I was a little kid I've really just been really into uh, music. It just sucks that I was never good enough to be in a band. Yeah, that's <laughs> so. But again, you start the label. Those who can't start labels. So yeah. Yeah, that's I guess. <laughs> so what? So what? Um, what was your first real musical experience? Be it a live show or something where you went, something where you thought to yourself. This whole music thing is more than just, a, you know, a soundtrack to a car commercial, or whatever. Like, what was something where you went, no, music is its own entity. Uh, I don't, I don't know if there's like a pinpoint thing, but I like from an early, like I said, from an early age, I was just so into it that like yep. it was my escape. Um, like if I was angry or mad at my friends, I'd go in my room and listen to music, or I'd try to like, I draw band names out, like I draw like kiss on on paper things and stuff like just that or, or metallica yeah like and i just so like it was always just like a big escape for me like i know um so i think that's what it was i'm trying to think what my first real show was I, i'm trying to think i was supposed to go to see motley Crue, and yeah. i think i got i think i got grounded so i couldn't go Dude. so and i <laughs> and my dad ended up going with like my neighbor or something like that but well I don't your know dad took your ticket yeah, yeah. Well, he bought the ticket with me. Oh, right. Of my, course. Sorry. And then I think he went with my neighbor or something like that. Uh, and then I saw Soundgarden on the on the Bad Motorfinger tour, and that was maybe my, like my first like real real show. What year was like, that have been? Maybe like ninety one or something. Okay, right. Maybe ninety two. I don't know. I was in grade seven, so whatever. I don't know what that means, but I I remember I was like. They played at an at an arena here, and I had to. Beastie Boys were also coming, and I wanted to. I was like, "Oh, do I go see Soundgarden or the Beastie Boys?" And then I was kind of scared to go see the Beastie Boys. Why is that? And I, re I don't know. I just figured like I'd never. I still have never seen a rap show or a okay. pop show. Yeah, fair enough. But I was like, I don't know what's gonna go on. And I'm, I was pretty young, so I was like, "I'll go see Soundgarden," and uh, yeah, it blew my mind. So that's fantastic. And never ever since then, I've been going to shows. That's that's unreal. That's well, again, if you get that's if you're gonna start if you're gonna get the music at a young age, that's the kind of band you want to go see. But all right, so what song did you pick? Where are we? Track two. Okay, so I actually went with uh, Green Day. She. Fantastic. That's unreal. Because, and I picked Green Day because that was towards the end of my like uh, metal and grunge. Like I was, it was such a hodgepodge at that time because I was just going off whatever my uncle liked at the time. Yep. And I mean, he did. He obviously introduced me to cool bands. Like that's how I got really into the Clash and how I got into uh, Misfits and things like that. And and I still do enjoy metal a lot and all those grunge things. But uh, Green Day was maybe like the first time I had discovered something that was a little bit different yep. on my own. And this was like just at the end of that era. So I decided to go with that. I don't know. So listen to some of that. Um, Green Day, She off the Dookie album. So many crying men in 
She by Green Day off the Dookie album. Um, what what made you pick that song? Like, there's you know, obviously that song, that album's just a complete banger from start to finish. Was there anything about that particular song? Um, like, was it the first one you heard, or was it it's just uh, something stuck out, or? That one, I, I just think that one holds up the most. I mean, I like that album a lot. There's nothing bad about the album. Yep. But for me, that album, that song's just always held up. So, I don't know. I just went with that. And to be honest, I was dri- when I was driving in my car today, it came on, and I was like, this is a perfect song to pick. This is the one, so, yeah. yeah. Well, so, before, before we started recording, you mentioned that both on this podcast that we're doing now and on the uh, High Fives podcast that you do, you pick a bunch of, you'll often pick a bunch of songs and just kind of, say one on the fly in the moment what other songs yeah. did you have for this category off the top of your I head I had I had a Soundgarden song which okay. is off uh, off Louder and Love called Full On I had um, uh, what else I had there's something else I picked and I can't even think of it right now um, oh it was a Nirvana song it was on um, off Bleach it was Oh fuck! What's a Nirvana song that I had? Uh, Negative Creep. That's what oh, I was cool. thinking. Oh cool. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. So I, I still like Negative Creep a lot. Yeah. It's weird. I I think I like Bleach maybe more now than most of the other Nirvana albums. Like I don't know if you listen to Nirvana very much. No, or... lots. Yeah. I I find I listen to um. Yeah. I I put on Bleach. I'll put on Bleach now, as a go-to above Nevermind or In Utero. Yeah, I found that like yeah. as a kid, as a kid, I probably like Nevermind. Oh, of course. Yeah. Way more, way more. But now I'm just like Bleach. I'm like, oh, this it feels more raw or something. So yeah, yeah. But. But, okay, so talking, speaking on that, I have this weird thing where I'll I'll listen to a band like because we're on the grunge thing. I'll listen yeah. to a band like Pearl Jam, uh-huh. and like I want like. 15 years ago, I wouldn't have listened to anything beyond... I would have listened to the first two albums and wouldn't have given a shit about anything else I'd done after... Uh, uh, versus. Verse. Yeah. Yeah. But this year, I've kind of had this thing where I think, you know what, like, they were this age, you know, Insert Band here was... When, when Insert Band here, they were, you know, they were 35 years old and they recorded this album and I never gave it a chance... And it's just, I think it's a really interesting thing to, and I think it helps going back, listen to it going, oh, okay, like, I get where you guys were at. Like, you were older, you weren't, you, you know, not necessarily as angry and you had a whole bunch of different things going on. And do you find, like, you listen to music with different ears nowadays? Oh, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah that, that, that's a perfect example. Of, um, yeah, because you, when certain bands came out and there's always like that switchover album where it became more mature. Yeah. And I think... When I was younger, I couldn't understand that. I'd be like, why? And nowadays, I'm more into, I'll go back and listen to those things. I'm like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't, they're they not singing about teenage crushes anymore. Yep. And, and like, uh, on the same topic, I was t- actually having this conversation with somebody about Saves the Day the other day. I was like, do you think it's embarrassing for them to, to sing about stuff, like, off through being cool? Like, there's no way when you're 40, you can relate to being, having, like, a high school crush or caring about some sort of relationship so much that, yeah. that you could write those ridiculous lyrics. Like and it must be so hard to, it must be so hard to perform that without laughing or without like take yourself seriously. Yeah. Well, there's that, um, there's that scene on the other F word where Mark Hopper says like, I don't know that came out whenever it came out a couple of years ago where he's like, I'm a 36 year old man with a kid. There's a bunch of songs I can't sing anymore. So yeah, and you hear Pearl Jam now. Like I'm still, I'm still not crazy about later Pearl Jam, but I do see the progression and it makes sense. And yeah, and to make, to bring one more punk rock would be like the Weaker Thans. When the Weaker Thans first started, I was like, I don't get this. Like what? Or like, yeah, yeah. why does John K. Sampson want to write stuff like this? He was so <laughs> better in propaganda. Yep. But then I'm like, oh, well, fuck, he's way better like this. Yeah, this <laughs> it makes is, sense. This what is, is he's not gonna sing a song called like Fuck Religion now. Yeah, no. <laughs> or Scott sucks. Yeah. Yeah, Scar, Scar Sucks is another perfect example of just like, yeah, let's leave that one in the past. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it has time and place. Yep. And then, and that's it. Alrighty, so the next section, the next uh, bit, music, I guess music you listen to that your parents, like, I mean, I guess your parents sounded pretty cool if they were let, be, being cool with a young, you know, a young wife listening to Shout at the Devil or like the Motley Crue stuff and that kind of thing. But what we yeah. listened to, what was, what really 
did you start listening to where your parents were like, yeah, nah, not not about this at all? Uh, you know what? They never said anything like that. I was thinking about that when when I was reading this, and okay. I they ne- they never really said anything. A little bit. Uh, I know I went through like maybe a two or three month gangster rap phase, and I. I feel like my mom really wasn't into Snoop Dogg. Like, you're, allowed to pick, I rem- you're allowed to pick a gangster rap song, by the way, just as an FYI, but continue. Oh, I, I, di- I didn't. Oh, okay, fair enough. <laughs> but I think that, uh, yeah, like, she didn't... I, I remember I asked for Doggy Style, and I, like, for Christmas or something. Yeah. And my mom bought it, and then, like, she, two weeks later, she's like, is that the guy that's on trial for murder? And I was like... I don't think it's real. And she's like, no, no, he's on trial for murder. And I was like, yeah, maybe. She's <laughs> like, I don't want you listening to that. And then it never went farther than that. And then shut it so. down. But um, I, I did, I, because I was so into punk, I don't know if my parents understood really what that meant. Yeah. So it wasn't so much the music. I mean, they could they could care less about that. Um, it was more that they were like, they didn't understand um, why I was dressing a certain way or why I dyed my hair. Okay. Or uh, why my friends had tattoos or piercings, and like they always just figured we were like bad apples, and like um, whereas my sister and her friends were like preppy kids, but they were more into fighting and things like that, and my friends were like straight edge, and like none of us really drank or anything. We put on all ages shows, and we're doing food, food not bomb benefit things, and anti-racist action. That's fantastic. But because because we looked weird, my parents could never get past that or like that my friends are vegetarians they'd just be like i don't know about you and your friends what are you guys up to and they just that they just couldn't get past that they would rather i looked a certain way and that, so that so that was more so than the actual music it was more of yeah, where, my look know. what song did i pick though yeah, oh, I figured, I figured, what song where did i go i went uh i figured i had to go off something off fat records here because at that time that's when I really would have been getting into punk, like full on, like going to all ages shows. And, like, and the gateway really is, I'm sure for you, was like all the fat record bands or the epitaph bands. So. Yeah, absolutely. I went with Strung Out, and I'm probably going to get some, some flack from uh, you guys that uh, talk, talk to me on the Hi Fi podcast, especially after making fun of Sublime for being a bro band. Because Strung Out's got that same sort of connotation as being this band of, of bros. <laughs> Like, I completely understand what you guys say when you say that about Sublime. Here it's completely different, but I look at Strung Out and go, it's not like, eh, I mean, it's not their fault. They just play what they play, and if they mm-hmm. happen to attract that kind of crowd, then it is what it is. But, yeah, that's more. Yeah, I think, I think they embrace that crowd. I don't know how many times you've seen them or had interactions with them. They're kind of like that, too. <laughs> okay, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> which is... Which is I've seen them a bucket load of times, but like, um, I kind of, I, I don't know. Cause the more I think about it, the more I think I, maybe I was one of those guys and I didn't realize it, but then I snapped myself at it cause I'm sure I wasn't. <laughs> I don't, no, I don't think, I don't think you're one of those guys. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't think anybody that, that anybody that we, that we know that we've talked to are, are like those guys. I just like to bug you guys about it. No, that's fair that's enough. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. Don't worry about that. So strung out, what song? I went with Bring Out Your Dead because I, that when I remember hearing that in uh, one of our friends' cars and I was like, I have to get this album. And it was, um, and it, and then uh, that's just, then it just went full on with the Fat Records band. So I was like, I got to hear all this stuff. So that was your so, first taste of fat stuff? I don't know if it was my first taste, oh, but, but it was like, stood out. it was my first like, wow, I really got to get into this. And yep. so. So that's off the Suburban Teenage Wasteland Blues album. It is. What other? Um, again, that's like that. I have a that and um, Twisted by Design are my like. I've got with especially with fat bands. There'll be two albums where I just think I'll, I'll sit on the fence because I can't. Work, I can I can never work out which one's better. Like with Lagwagon, it will be Hoss or Trashed. So where do you sit with um, Suburban Teenage oh, Wasteland I- Blues or Twisted by Design? Or I'm, uh, are you going to throw another s- one out there? I'm in the same boat as you. Those two are just interchangeable for me. Yeah. I think. I think I don't think there's a bad song on either album. Yeah. And oh no no no. I think, um, what's that fucking song? Asking for the world. It's on, yeah. Yeah, it's on Twisted by Design. So that's that's the reason I don't give Twisted by Design my like full 100 percent 
you are you are top of the class admiration because of that song. If they didn't put yeah. that on and like on trash, if they if they took off um if Lagwagon never did the brown eyed girl cover, it'd be no question. <laughs> but those two songs spoil those albums. Yeah, I don't know. I like asking for the I Twisted by Design is kind of like this weird thing for me. I was working in a shitty bakery at the time. Okay. And and the other guy I was working with, that was the only album he would ever let me listen to. Because he was like a he was a Metallica guy and he's like, That's okay, you can listen to this. Like he hated punk. But so he heard like, the metal influence in it. But he he would be okay with with strung out Twisted by Design or um, yeah, Twisted by Design and let me go full on through the album. So that was like my way to make it through that job every day. Wow. Let's listen to Bring Out Your Dead by by Strung Out. With the original version, not the overly polished remastered version, as per yes. request by Mike. What other stuff could you, I mean, I guess like if you heard Bring It You Dead, that intro riff is pretty, it, it's pretty sonically massive and obviously grabs your yeah. attention. But what like, what other stuff kind of came around then that you would have put on? I mean, obviously, your typical fat stuff. Was there any fat stuff that resonated with you or Epitaph stuff or, you know, anything else around that time that resonated with you heaps? That could have been put on. Um, well, originally I'd actually picked a local band called Showdown '76 because I was like, "Well, I spent so much time doing local stuff. I should probably pick a local band that I like." So Showdown was like my my favorite uh, local band. But other than that, it'd be like, yeah, like any of the fat bands. Uh, I thought about No Use for Name or like Lagwagon for this song or like Rancid or something like something like that um, yep. or anything really would have worked. So, so what was Showdown '76 like? They kind of have like a Sam I Am kind of feel to them. They were more they were more akin to like Jawbreaker and those okay. kind of bands, and uh, they 
they're like yeah like the jawbreaker like that that line between emo rock and punk yeah and that's what they were like here and i just i mean i always i just love those that band so i don't even know if they, like other people do but um i just for some reason when i saw them and like when i heard their album i was like this is the best carry band and they only did the one one album a, a tape and a seven inch that's all you need but that's all you need to become yeah. a classic cult band and then they i mean they've all broken up and done other stuff so next top next topic let's talk about i guess you've uh, gone through your fat your epi let's call it epi fat because um yeah that's what most people who are going to be on this podcast probably kind of went through at one stage or another or like your your 1994 yeah the one, yeah 1994 bands absolutely yeah to cast that net a bit further um and yeah. look some of us like myself never got out of it but um Oh, no, I'm still stuck in it. <laughs> which is fantastic, which is unreal. So, but from there, I guess you kind of get... What's the legal drink? Not that it really matters, but what's the legal drinking age in, like... Or what's the age of independence in um, Canada? 18. It is, so, eight, I think, is, is that across the board? Yeah. No, no, wait, that's a lie. It's 19 in some places, but... Yeah. 18, you can vote. 19, you can drink in some provinces. And 18 in most, I don't know. So 18, 19, I guess, you know, you yeah. kind of... Your shit's changed because you're um you're out of school and you're probably working or study. Well, you're probably studying, but you're probably working as well. Getting a bit of independence. What? Where was Mike at? Kind of late teens, early twenties. What were you doing? <laughs> what was I doing? Yeah. Uh, sadly, the same thing. Okay. <laughs> I, I think I perpetually want to be seventeen. Um, no, I was uh at the time I was still running the label and putting on all ages shows and um. I was working at a record store for a lot of that time. Yep. So that I was still very immersed in trying to be a cool, non-cool high school kid. I guess. Yep. Fair enough. But uh, music-wise, I think that's when I started shifting away a little bit from, like you say, from that sound, like or exploring. Yeah. So not 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 going too far away, but like I was, I think when you first get into that sound, you're like, ah, like if you heard like an emo band, you're like, fuck that. Or like any folk, you'd never even think to listen to folk or anything like that. So, yeah. I think um, as I got older, there I I was more willing to look at other genres, or even hip hop again, or um, even to some extent some pop music. Like whereas before, I'd be like, "That's on the radio. I'm never listening to that." Yeah, you just totally dismiss it. I think when you when you get older, you're just like, "Okay, it's okay to listen to that. It's okay to say I like that song." So that's where. I, and I think when I was working at the record store, it did teach me to respect other genres like whereas i'd be like no punk's the only legit genre they're all diy and like and then i started realizing like oh yeah well i guess those indie rock bands do that too and those emo bands do that and yeah. like there's hip-hop bands that aren't just on the radio they're not, not yeah, everyone's not everybody signed to, yeah not everybody signed backstreet boys all signed to death row records or yeah yeah or geffen or whatever yeah yeah so so i expanded and i wasn't i became less pigeonholed in those in those ages Cool. But still sticking, still sticking to my punk, uh, punk ground. So Good. I never, I, I still have never really phased away from like liking bands like No Effects and stuff like that. Like I still, I still love all that stuff. But I'm willing to look outside that genre again. So you want, you probably want my music pick for this one. Light on me. I went with uh, Jimmy World, Lucky yep. Denver Mint. Again, and why this song? I went with this because I mean, it's, I again, it's a bang up. But yeah, why this song? I feel like I went with this because I. Do you ever hear like know exactly where you heard a song for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like. Yeah, absolutely. So I was traveling with a bunch of friends from from Calgary to LA on a road trip, and we were just in the middle of Denver, or Salt Lake City, and my buddy Devin was driving, and he shoves on this album, and I'm like. Ugh, and I, I had this pre-connotation with Jimmy World was, and I was like, oh, it's another fucking shitty emo band. Yep. And I just at that time I was like, I can't listen to this crap. And I don't know, Lucky Denver Mint came on, and I'm like, holy crap, this yeah. song is perfect. It's pretty, and it was like it's pretty fantastic. And I was like, it was snowing just like kind of lightly at the time, and I was like, this just fits the soundtrack so well. And yeah. then after that, I kind of just. I got into like all those bands like Jimmy World and Get Up Kids and all that stuff, and it was like my first way of like expanding outside of that fat sound. And I was like, oh, okay, there's a whole bunch of stuff here that's okay to like, and it and it's like still cool, and it's not 
this it's not the shitty overproduced stuff that I think it is. So that's why I went with that one. Denver Mint by Jimmy at World off the Clarity album. So, you're working at the record store still. Obviously, you would have been seeing a bunch of bands. Yeah, yeah, for sure. What kind of local bands were like? Were, were Chicks Dig It around at this time? Because they're the big oh, yeah. Canadian export, oh, yeah. Calgary export. Yeah, they would have been around. Like from uh, that was probably the first local band I saw was Chicks Dig It. And actually, your buddy Nate, I was in the car. <laughs> I was in a car with him and uh, another friend of ours. And I hadn't heard their band yet, and they were playing. Um, oh, Johnny Unitas. Target. Yes, okay. but they weren't called Johnny. They weren't called Johnny Unitas at that time. Right. Okay. They were called Fleet of Foot. But oh. I just kind of, I just kind of made friends with them, and they were kind of introducing me to local Calgary punk stuff. And um, there was this compilation that came out called Bloodbath: The Chinese Disco, which had um, Chicks Dig It on it before Chicks Dig It had signed to Sub Pop. Yep. And and it had. Um, had I want to hump you on it and they're playing it in the car and I was like laughing at it because that's what a 15 year old boy does to yeah. a song called to I want to hump you yeah absolutely and 
And they were like, I was like, oh, who is this? And they were like, it's us. And I was like, oh, man, you guys could be on the radio with this song. And they're like, yeah, it's so good. And they, were like, they told me it was them. And then we were going to see Chicks Dig It. And I had never heard them before. And when we get there, I'm like, and they played I Want to Hump You. And I was like, what the fuck? You guys told me that was you guys. Ha! That's unreal. <laughs> yeah. So pretty much Nate's a jerk. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. And he likes Scar, but I like Scar as well, but not as much as Nate I like Scar. I, I like Scar as well. Yeah. Last, uh, I guess, song. Um, this one's a bit open to interpretation. It can be something new that's kind of come out, something that you've revisited, um, that you've had a newfound appreciation for being older, um, mm-hmm. you know, at any kind of stage in life. So, like, I guess, well, before we pick the song, let's talk about your podcast, um, High Fives Podcast. The inspiration to me was pretty obvious, but for those who haven't heard it, what you know, tell tell the tell the half a dozen listeners what it's all about. Uh, basically, uh, it's Nate and myself. Uh, we were talking about music all the time, kind of like this. And one day we were like, we should start a podcast to talk about music. And we came up with the idea that we like making lists, like top top five, whatever, top five songs for summer or whatever and yep. and like the high fidelity thing essentially absolutely yeah basically we ripped it off high fidelity all right yeah, yeah so that's basically the gist of the podcast we uh, we talk about music we hang out uh and then uh cool people like you listen to it and then give us theory lists and yep. uh kind of turn into like this thing where we've got to interact with other people that are as nerdy as us which is all i really care about it's not like i'm we're not looking to get sponsorship or anything like that it's pretty much just a couple of nerds hanging out talking about music and but if google making... offer a sponsorship you definitely will have conversations with them either google or, or canada bing. or yeah, bing that's right or, or bing. yeah anybody yeah we'll take it yeah. i'm not I'm not stupid yeah no that's i feel that cool so how many episodes deep are you oh you put me on the spot i think we're at 22 maybe 23 you probably know better than that's... i do which is sad uh i think I did 23, episode 23 the other day. Yeah, 23 would have been the last one, I think, then. Oh, no, maybe it was 21. No, I don't know. Yeah, uh, in the low 20s, which is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. We do. We try to do about one, one a month, uh, depending on our schedules. Like, uh, Nate does shift work, and we got, we got busy schedules and stuff. So if it works out, it's basically one a month. And then if, if not, I don't If we can get more in, we do it. If, we can, if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. So. Yeah. We're punks. We don't we don't follow rules. There's no rules. There's no set agenda. Yeah, just come what, on. That's what we do. <laughs> cool. Okay, so saying all that, um, what song have you picked to kind of see us out and get us oh. get a, get the people a feel of where Mike is in 2016 or well, 2017 when this comes out? So uh, basically, I'm still trying to be 17, even yeah. though I'm not. Fantastic. Which we've discussed. Yep. <laughs> uh, at, at and I still. And uh, I still listen to like all the same stuff. I'm still and it, and the weird thing is like as we were discussing a little bit there is I've gone back and I listen to um, all the stuff through my life. Like like I'm back and I still listen to metal. I still listen to um, to ska even. I still listen to emo. I still listen to I listen to like, like anything I can get my hands on. Yep. I'm much more open I would say as I get older into anything. So I went back. I went to a band or a singer actually. Um, named Leon Bridges, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. If he's made it his way in Australia yet? No, 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 no. I haven't, but I can't speak for all of Australia's population. Anyway, uh, he's a soul singer, so I kind of just thought I was like, I'd go back to how I was singing. I listened to an oldies station as a kid growing up, and I find that I listen to a lot of that stuff. I still listen to a lot of that stuff. Like I'll still listen to Etta James. I'll still listen to Frank Sinatra. I'll still listen to things, and then I find there's a, like a newer breed of it, like with like Kitty Daisy and Lewis and uh, Sharon Jones, RIP, I guess, uh, Charles Bradley and like Amy Winehouse, all that kind of stuff. So Leon Bridges is an extension of that. And he's a really great uh, singer. And this album came out last year, I believe. And it's, uh, if you can get your hands on it, it's phenomenal. It's, it sounds like it was recorded in like the fifties and it's just perfect. So I picked this, I picked a song called better man. And, so Unreal. I hope you I hope you like it. <laughs> I'm sure I will. Well, we've discussed how our tastes are pretty much on point, and it's kind of freaky. So I'm sure, like Leon Bridges, I'll buy it ASAP on iTunes or yeah, wherever wherever I can find it. All is, right. Is there uh, 
you know, is there anything you want to plug before we go? Uh, just just the podcast if you get a chance listen to it uh and more importantly if you do listen to it get involved in uh in talking with us because like you can talk to joel you can talk, talk to mean, all of us i'm there i'm joel, always there i'm always there joel joel joel's a, a bigger uh bigger impact on the podcast than me so let's hey i'll try <laughs> i also recommend um just to kind of piggyback on you know the spruiking of the podcast and if people start listening to it um if you do start listening to it Go back and listen to every episode because they're all fantastic. Actually, I'll I'll put a little asterisk next to all fantastic. I honestly didn't listen to the Calgary one. Um, yeah, because I, I don't blame it. Yeah, but I thought about making a list of all Sydney bands because that's where I'm from. But I, I highly recommend anyone go back and listen to every single episode of the podcast and then send a list through because it's it's really fun. It makes you listen. To, it makes you sit down and pay attention to music and think about music and think about lyric content and think about where you were, when you were, when you heard the song. Um, yeah, it's it's really, really fantastic. That That's why we do it. Yeah, <laughs> so. cool. And I love it. I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. So let's hear Leon Bridges. A better man to my baby. Mm-hmm. Give me all good love. I was hanging with them Jezebels under perfume sheets. Mm-hmm. Got a golden smile, heart overflowing with kindness and love. But it wasn't enough. What can I do? What can I do? To get back to your heart I'd swim the Mississippi River If you would give me another start, girl All night long I was out Out to the morning But baby, you're tender when I'm longing, baby, please, I'm down on my knees, baby. Ooh, I thirst for your girl, baby, I'm running to your well. What can I do? What can I do to get back to your heart? I'd swim the Mississippi River if you would give me another start, girl. Cool. So that's it. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, see you at the end of February for my next episode. Not sure who I'm going to put up yet, but yeah, hope you dig it. Uh, tell people if you feel that way inclined. And yeah, catch you around. Cheers.